Khalif Raymond from the 30. Flag is down. And Raymond has run out of bounds. Another flag comes in at the 32. There are six flags on the field. Hey, May 23rd, we're back. National Turtle Day. World Turtle Day. I don't know that there's a difference. Turtles, it was also May Long Weekend. Alex, give me your May Long Weekend rundown. What'd you, what'd you get up to? The unofficial kickoff of summer, I think most would say. I think so, yeah. Well, I had a little bit of work over the weekend, but I did have the Sunday night off, which was good. So um, just went out with, um, with some some friends and kicked a few drinks back and just chilled. So that's kind of what I did. Didn't get up to much, just kind of relaxed. So, um, but yeah, it's definitely nice. Like we've stayed up out till like 2 a.m. just outside in the backyard. So um, it was a good time. I love summer mode, Alex. Oh yeah. Me too. I've been, I've been craving it. So <laughs> I'm happy to hear you've been satisfied by it. Owen, give me what's so. like the most summer thing you did this weekend. Uh, the most summer thing I did was I played basketball outside on like a, on like a, like a patio. It wasn't even like outdoor court, just like, wow. kinda, like a, like it was like a, well, I guess it'd be like a driveway kind of thing. I was going to say but that was like pretty patio. <laughs> like are you PJ Tucker's bar, the patio. No. Wow. I wish <laughs> I was there, but no, I wasn't. Is that, that's a pretty summer activity, right? Yeah, I'd okay, say. Okay. I think that's you can't you can't do that in the winter here. I'd say. Yeah. I went and uh, I hit a bucket of balls uh, for an oh. hour. That was good. Just just warm the hands up. Although <laughs> the most unathletic thing ever. I think I like strained my triceps or something. I just hit too yeah, many balls. Yeah, I also got a couple like uh, what are those things when you just mess up your hand? You Blister. know what I'm talking about? Blister. Blister? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. When you mess <laughs> got- up your hand. <laughs> I got like three or four of those. Uh, I, I'm I was crushing the ball though. It was it was flying off the club for the first like twenty minutes, and then you start getting to the point where it's like, all right, like now when I fix my feet, like I'm gonna take it to a new level, and then you just get worse and worse as it goes on. So, but it's still good to be outside. I really, you know, it's it's the summer kickoff. We're without Adam today, who's uh, he's he's now a rigs guy. Um, he's out in the oil fields and I get daily pictures of him in his blue uniform with his name stitched on it. And I'm going to be honest here. It's like a circle of truth, uh, trust tree. I'm not loving Riggs Adam, dude. I'm, I'm not really liking this. Like, uh, like I'm, I'm in here in the lab with the guys getting grimy every day, Adam. Like I like the referee sleep till 12, Adam. That's kind of my favorite. Um, I bet, I bet. I've got yeah, a Valorant yeah. game at nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Adam. People forget Adam missed a movie because he had a regular season Valorant home opener at nine. <laughs> People forget that. So I like that one more than the Riggs one. I Owen, did you have any communications with him this week? Because it's it's a big moment for him, I think. Uh yeah, I actually drove up with him, so I gave him a little bit of a send-off. Um, and then today he sent me a picture of like a bunch of popsicles. And he was like, he's like, they, they bring these into us like every day. Uh, like you should work for them. And I was like, like work for them. Like, how do I, 
like, I don't have any type of engineering degree. He's like, no, no, no. Like, you don't need one. You can just come work in the field as an engineer. And I was like, okay. Like, okay. like all right. So he's trying to recruit me for like a job oh, that has nothing to do with what I'm studying. Yeah. He said the guys were really scrambling on his first day about where to move the coyotes to. They were ta- they were going through every <laughs> North American city. Just, you know, Sask- Saskatchewan would be nice. Maybe we could drive to the game. They were talking about that. I don't think that's going to happen, boys. I, I just don't see that one no. happening. But, uh, you know, hey, dream big, I guess. It is what it is. Uh, NBA playoffs. I guess we'll do that. Let's kick off with the playoffs. Even though, I don't know if you guys saw this, but the Lakers series looks like it's going to go on until Wednesday. We're recording as it's at half. They're up by 15. Um, but we've got a long layoff from potentially if the Heat finish it off and then the Nuggets win at home in five. We're waiting still till June 1st until the finals, which opens up just a massive hole in the calendar where we can, I guess, focus on the dead Blue Jays, which we can talk about later. But I guess it would be better off to start with the Celtics, considering they're playing tonight from when you're hearing this and they're dead. I don't know how to break that news to anybody, but the Celtics have died. They're, they are, they're over. Unprofessional opinion, it seems like they just don't like each other. Uh, that might sound simple, but it seems like they really just don't get along and it doesn't bring me a lot of sadness to say that. No, not at all. Just because, I don't know, they were kind of on their high horse there getting to the finals. And, you know, I thought it was a good run last year and everything. But they like they didn't have an answer for Curry at all um, in the finals last year. And kind of prior to that, like everyone was like, oh, Brown and Tatum, they can't really work it out. And um, I guess they kind of, you know, broke through last year. But this year it just looks so bad. And you can blame it on coaching, I think, to a certain extent, but um, and I'm and I'm to- I agree. Like Joe Mazzulla is not good, but like Tatum looks so lost out there. He looks as good as Grant Williams. Jalen Brown can't do anything. Like I don't know. I they just don't look like a team. It's just get the ball to Brown and Tatum, and you know maybe they can ISO and hit a step back three. And like that's what they've been doing like the last three games. Um, so. But yeah, I'm I'm not sad about it. I'll I'll get that you know straight up. Um, and and honestly, like I, I actually saw a TikTok too. Um, just saying they've actually had a decent amount of like playoff failures with this team with Brown and Tatum. Um, they lost to the Bucks um, a few years back. They lost to the Heat a few years back. I think they might have even lost to the Heat twice. Um, they've lost to some other teams as well. And really, the only year they broke through was you know getting to the finals that one time. So. Um, this is a definitely a big disappointment for them, I'd say. Yeah. And I'm that clip of Smart where he was saying to Butler, like, why are you guys talking? We beat you last year. That was that was like the strangest thing I've ever seen. Like I just that just must be a completely broken team if that if that's the best they're best they're cooking yep. up. I guess Missoula seems uh uh I, it's not his fault. It, it would be like if they threw me on the sideline. He looks very overwhelmed. He's a young guy. Uh, amazingly, I saw that his college career ended by a loss to Marquette's Jimmy Butler. That That's yeah. how his college playing career ended. And uh, wow, Ernie Johnson transition, his NBA career is going to end to a Jimmy Butler loss. That that's that was he. me, not Ernie Johnson. Um, but Owen, where are you at with the, uh, the Celts? Do you want to see... Uh, I mean, it seems like to me, Brown, he's eligible for $300 million. He does not look like a $300 million player right now. And I don't know that I would want to be paying that considering kind of the, 
I guess, mojo around this team. And like Alex said, the buildup of playoff failure. Uh, I mean, I'd say the first order of business should be like to fire Joe Missoula because it does seem like, like in my mind, you know, they had the email stuff. And so he was kind of a last minute hire and it seems like he's just in over his head. Like he probably shouldn't ever have been put in this position. I think you're in a tough spot because you, you, do, you probably can't run it back with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum as your core, but like you're going to have a hard time getting a better, putting something out on the court that's better than that, in my opinion. Because, I mean, Jalen Brown was what, second team all NBA, and Jalen Brown was, or Jason Tatum was first. So you have two, you know, top six forwards in the NBA, um, to put it in hockey terms. Um, Raw. So. It's going to be difficult to, if you do try and shake it up, to, to get something better. Like, the easiest path I see is you get rid of Maz and then, like, move Marcus Smart. I'd say move Marcus Smart. I, bro, uh, if there's even anything before. you can get for him. I've <laughs> <laughs> um, trying to move him for, like, 10 years. Well, even if you don't get a great value back, you just... You, no, I agree. you got to change you, up something, for sure. got to change it Are up. You're saying you keep these two together? I would have to hear a really compelling scenario as to like, as an alternative, because I don't think you could just replace a player of Jalen Brown's value just out on the street like that, unless you're trying to go for a full rebuild. Right. What about, what about Lillard for Jalen Brown? I don't think that's a good trade at all. I mean, what, what about, let me let Portland again. What about Anthony Simons, the number three pick and maybe some Jeremy Grant for smart, and Brown. No, I think you go backwards with that. I, I think I think they should do Lillard or something. Just like win now. Like Lillard, Lillard still got like two years, I think. But I see. I don't think your part of the issue is is salary, and you're going to be paying Lillard more than you'd pay Jalen Brown. So that's that is it. Just like a wash there. And then, in my opinion, Jalen Brown at this point in his career is more useful to a team than than Damian Lillard is straight up as a two way player. I don't know. I, I was I heard a lot about this team's depth too. They don't have anybody else kind of you know showing up for them. Um, everyone was roasting Grant Williams, and I think you know deservedly so. But no, um, not deservedly so. I want to speak. I'm with Owen. But no, no, no. Hold on, hold on. Okay. But to some deservedly so to some extent. But he did show some heart, I think. And like the Jalen Brown's going next question when the guy asked him do you think you guys lost because of grant williams is there such a joke like you have a chance to defend your own teammate no what i'm saying is jalen brown needs to be more of a leader than going next question when he has a chance to defend his teammate it's like he's the only guy that showed heart out there all game dude in game in game two like him chirping jimmy butler like you guys should be tougher than that man like i know it's not great you probably don't want to poke the bear but like Still, like you, you guys could have done something. Like, why didn't you guys get mad? And like, why didn't Tatum show up? What? Why, Tatum hasn't been mad all series. He's just sitting on the bench, rolling his eyes. What about Jalen Brown? Like, someone needs to turn a switch on here. You know what I mean? I'll get my thoughts on on Grant Williams here. I think what he did was like good because in my mind, the rest of the team is pretty anemic. Like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum don't seem like they have any sort of competitive fire in them when the going gets tough, and. I mean, at least Grant Williams cared. Like, you know, that was good. And then the the whole thing about don't poke the bear to me makes me cringe so bad as somebody that's played sports because it's like, why are you, 
the whole you're not supposed to be afraid of this grown man like don't poke the bear like what he's you know you play as hard <laughs> as you can it's not gonna be like oh like i made it mad now he's like way too good for us that's just such a i think that's such a pathetic thing to say or to agree to exactly exactly and he was the only celtic actually in that game that was going toe-to-toe with jimmy butler which is kind of embarrassing to say yeah. yeah. So if anyone's really... gonna talk shit, Grant should have because no, no one, none of you other guys could have done anything. You know, if Grant was just on the bench and didn't even get into the game, then I'd be like, okay, dude. But if anything, the guy was going head to head with Jimmy Butler and was like, okay, like maybe you can say something because clearly Jason Tatum and Brown have like no fight in the middle. Yeah, I, I just feel like it's so pathetic to put Jimmy Butler like again from an outside perspective. Jimmy Butler has been. With him and Jokic have been the best players in the playoffs, but I think it's so pathetic as a competitor to put him on this pedestal where he's like above trash talk, even from a media perspective. That's why I didn't hate what Jalen Brown did because I'm not even entertaining that. Like that is just so stupid to me. He's another guy that I play basketball against. He's not, you know, Michael Jordan. Uh, So I'm going to treat him like I treat any other player. And any question about you regret poking the bear is I'm not even entertaining that. I think it's so stupid. Wasn't supporting Grant Williams, though. At least how I saw yeah. it when he said next question. So I think he should have yeah. come out there because it's not really clear. Are you like, are you against or with Grant? Like, because sure, he maybe could have thought like, hey, that's just such a ridiculous question. I'm not even going to answer that. But at the same time, I think he should have been more clear because it's like, well, you seem pretty pissed. Like, you seem you guys want to point the finger at someone and it looks like you're pointing the finger at Grant. Yeah. I agree with that for sure. And it's, I expect more from Jalen Brown, first of all, to push back to Jimmy Butler. Second of all, to not have like this James Harden whiny attitude about going down in a series. Like he's got to stand up there and be like, you know what? Like Alex said, series isn't over. Like we're going on the road. We've been on this situation before. Instead, he's like throwing a pity party for himself. Like you don't, you can't dribble and you're averaging 14 points a game. I'm I'm going to need you to like take some accountability for yourself here and hold that down. And Jason Tatum is more worried about dressing like Liberace than he is show, yeah. like showing did, up in the actual game. Did you see someone said he dressed <laughs> like Hillary Clinton? <laughs> he did. And, and the weirdest thing was after the game, I'm scrolling Twitter and I see his post game quote, which was, I deleted Instagram before the playoffs because I got to stay focused. It's like, why are you talking about this when you're down 3-0? Like, why are you like, oh, I had to stay locked in, so I deleted Instagram. Like, time maybe, and place, maybe. Maybe maybe, we, maybe if we got some more Deuce Tatum um, pregame clips, <laughs> maybe that'd help. I haven't seen enough of those at all. I didn't know he had a kid. Yeah, that one Man. flew under the radar. Holy and the other crap. thing about Grant that I want to say is that Grant Williams getting up on Jimmy Butler did not wake up Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler was showing up for the last seven minutes regardless. (laughs) I don't know if the people who think that have watched the playoffs, did they think he was just going to be like, ah, it's all good. Like I'm packing it in. So there's a difference. People need to understand if this was like James Harden, who's like a, like a made a career out of choking in the last five minutes and not scoring a point in the last five minutes, and Grant Williams went up to him and said some shit. And then James Harden went and hit like four threes in a row. Then I'd be like, okay, damn. But like you said, yeah. Jimmy Butler has been showing up in the last five minutes of every single game he's played in these last playoffs. So there's no surprise. I think if he did say that or didn't say it, Grant Williams to Jimmy, like Jimmy Butler was showing up either way, dude. I mm-hmm. also just think it's 
so it's so pathetic to me this idea of like well what do you want do you want him to like tiptoe around jimmy Butler? yeah like not talk to him let's be quiet or like say like nice shot like high five him after he cooks you it's just so Man, sad least... like you should have more respect and belief in yourself as a player to be like i can talk trash to this guy and like actually compete with him i don't need to like be nice to him so he doesn't score 30 on yeah. me instead of 25 so stupid exactly i agree grant i love I'm a, i think i'm a grant williams guy because I also loved the, uh, I'm going to make them both. I'm going to make them both free throws. <laughs> that was raw. Like, he wanted to win that game bad. He did. He hit one three, and then he started talking. He's like, exactly. I've finally got the spotlight. I'm on the score sheet. And like, if there I was a spill on the floor, dude, the team. and if there was a spill <laughs> on the floor, you know who's getting down on their knees to wipe that. <laughs> My guy, Grant. You know what? Somebody's got to do it. Grant exactly. Williams and Dylan Brooks together. Somebody's yeah. got to do it. It's not going to be yeah. <laughs> collab. It would be sick. Yeah. Uh, also, congrats to Jason Tatum on being 19th in the series in fourth quarter points. He's he's dominating. Yeah. So good for him on the on his uh, great showing this this finals. Uh, Adam wanted me to ask you, Alex, about Nikola Jovic because you've liked and retweeted like eight things about this guy in the last yeah four days so he wanted to make sure that i asked you about who that actually was so people could get some context here uh i don't i don't have much to say he's just uh owen's been on him too since like a few years back Um, we all watched him get drafted yeah yeah so um just a guy from serbia man nikola jovic um and he plays for the heat young guy um and i think he's he's kind of a pretty decent talent so i'm you know what if he kind of played for any other team i'd i don't think i'd be that hyped but since he plays for the heat um i don't know pat riley drafted him like i don't know it's kind of i'm I'm liking that i'm liking that coach spo is gonna mold him into a pretty good player i think so um he scored two points uh yesterday as more than Embiid in the eastern conference finals so (laughs) i had to get that joke off but yeah, I don't have much. I, I wish he could play a little more, but I, I think he'll start playing next year probably. He kind of, I feel like, like to keep a guy under wraps for about a year, let him learn, and then uh, throw him in. So, And I was thinking about the Heat, and we can talk about the Heat. Because, um, you know, the NBA has kind of gone in the direction of, like, I don't want to call them soft franchises, but these soft franchises that roll over and let, you know, the guys like Durant and Kyrie and Chris, or uh, sorry, not Chris Paul, Paul George and uh, Kawhi do whatever they want to them. But then there's a franchise like Miami that's like, no, 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 we have an infrastructure, like we do things a certain way, you have to mold to our strategy. I wonder if there's going to be like a flip in direction now of these franchises being like very strong willed again based off this success. And I don't know that you can like emulate what Miami does, but at least you could try. I feel like it's like, I don't know, it's like uh, they're the gold medalist in this in Oklahoma City's like the bronze medalist. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Like, I feel like there'll be franchises who try to emulate that. And yeah. San Antonio's up there too for that. But I feel like we're going in that direction just based off their success. And I think what you're going to see now because of this, and I know, you know, everybody talks about the undrafted guys and the development and this and that, but I think what you're going to see is people like Giannis and Luca are just going to be like, that's the number one team on my list. And there's not a number two, like, why wouldn't I want to be there? I think that's what you're going to see from the stars. I, I don't know if you would agree or disagree there. I'd, I'd agree with that. I think it depends on the player too. Like, I don't think, you know, someone like, um, 
someone like Kawhi or someone like, I don't know, one of these guys that kind of likes to really give their opinion and make sure management's following what they want to do. And like, you know, I don't think he'd want to go there per se or guys that are kind of like him, but um, like I could, like they've been talking like Donovan Mitchell's like, he still wants to go to the heat. I think pretty badly after this Cavs contract is up. Um, But I, I do agree with you. I just feel like it's, some NBA players might be looking for stability. And I think there's not a more stable franchise than the Miami Heat um, in the NBA. So I can totally see how it's, how, how lucrative it can be for them to go. People sometimes associate like being hard nosed or whatever with like, you have a coach that will yell at you and make you run lines and stuff. I mean, I think it's more simple than that. I think it's like the players do their job and then like, it's more, it's more, structured and segregated in the sense that I think in Miami the, the players have no say in who their coach is they have no say in who which players come in or go out they have no say in who gets cut who gets signed they have no say in whether Pat Riley what moves Pat Riley makes or who gets drafted whereas I think in other franchises it's not as much the the, the structure of discipline or anything like that it's, it's that in other franchises like Kawhi is in the general manager's office like talking about what moves they're going to make or who they're going to sign and so I think it's difficult. It's going to be difficult for teams that already have that culture. Like I think of like in Atlanta where Trey Young has gotten multiple coaches fired. Like it's going to be tough for for you to just be like, hey, all this stuff that you were doing and getting away with now you can't do. But I do think that with the teams that are a bit younger and maybe have guys that are have less experience in the league that they will be there. There will be a shift towards this. Like that's why. Like I think it's good that you brought up like OKC and the Spurs because. I think they're good examples where they have young guys and I think they've tried, at least it seems like they've tried to create a culture where like the players do their job and they're not involved in any way with the rest of the process. And I think that's the way it should be. And I think that's a big reason why Miami's had so much success. With, with any business too, though, like you just take like any business, like I think like the employees are supposed to do their job and then you have the manager and then the manager's manager's manager. And like, it just goes up and like, if you have employees like going up to the CEO being like, well, like this is what I want to do. And this is like the direction I think we should take the company. And like, it's never going to work like that because you just have way too many opinions. Like that's why there needs to be a captain kind of guy that leads. And and that's, I think it goes from there. So um, it's not really a surprise that these teams are struggling so much that just gives so much leeway and, and choice to these, to these players. Well, wasn't there that, sorry, I was just going to say real quick, wasn't there that one case where Kyle Lowry had issues with Spo or like wanted Spolster gone? And then Pat Riley basically shut it down, said that. He was like, you know, you guys don't have any say in who I, who the coach of the team is. You guys are players, so play, basically. I I think even further back than that, I think LeBron, when he first got there, when they started like six and 10, six and nine, whatever it was, I think he and Wade were like, okay, like we need a new coach he was like no like this is the guy but i think what it comes down to is there's just like we're talking about pat riley and spolster that's two guys there's probably not 30 guys out there who are like strong-minded enough to be like these high level people at organizations there's probably only like 10 or 15 like i think oklahoma city i'm thinking about presti i think rc and, and popovich have done that in san antonio but there's like you know like Bob Myers, maybe, I don't know. I don't think we're on that level. Like that's probably why it won't work. I will say that if the heat do, and I'm assuming, I think the Celtics are 
deader than dead. They roll over like once a year to get eliminated. It's how they rolled over in the finals last year in game six. So I'm not imagining them winning game four at all. I think the heat. Now, I think I don't want to spoil anything, but I think Denver is probably the best team left and is going to win. But if the heat pull this off, I think it might be up there for like the greatest championship runs of all time in like, any sport. I don't yeah. think there's knocking off the Bucks, the Celtics, the Knicks are kind of whatever. But if they take out Jokic, I mean, as an eight seed, I I don't think we'll ever Probably see one of like the greatest titles of all time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you were to rank order all the teams regardless of conference and seeding one through 16 that would probably be the top three in whatever order it'd probably be denver boston and then milwaukee Mm -hmm. i feel bad for getting on milwaukee so much now i don't think there was anything they could do to control i mean they i mean i guess they could have had grace and allen not take the season deciding (laughs) shot maybe that would have been a step in the right direction but i feel like i was overcritical because i think miami is the strongest minded team in any series that they play. And I think these, these guys, you know, I feel like it's kind of disrespectful to say undrafted guys because like Caleb Martin and Gabe Vincent and even Duncan Robinson from time to time are just ballers. And did you know the highest? Yeah. Struce. And and the highest drafted player on the entire roster is Cody Zeller. And, and that, you know, the guys on that team, that falls into a whole different conversation about where Butler would go and where Lowry would go and where Kevin Love would go. And, all. you know, we don't need to get into that now. But I just, it, it would be hard for me to think there's a more impressive run possible. And to think that they were almost, I mean, they were down five to the Bulls with like four or five minutes left in that like playing less, game. Wasn't it like three minutes or something like that? Yeah, it was like three minutes, yeah. Uh, it's it's improbable really i don't even really know what else to describe it as it's it's amazing so i i want to make sure as much as we dump on the celtics for giving them a lot of credit now having said that i don't think there's a way denver is losing the finals could have said that multiple times this playoffs though i would not i would not wager money against against the heat i can't lie i'm saying on paper denver i agree with phil like denver is way better but you could have said that with every team except for maybe the oh, next yeah, yeah, yeah. Miami's played so far. So I just, it does, to me, yeah. it just doesn't make sense. It defies logic. I think it's going to be a banger finals either way. So I yeah. like that was my yes. call to start Nuggets heat. Um, I think, yeah, obviously I'm going to go with the Nuggets I, just cause I just think like as much as like we say how good Jokic is and everything, like I just think Murray needs to get a lot of credit. Cause I think, I think the Lakers have been in some of these games and I think, you know, I don't think they played like awfully. It's just Murray like just turns it on and like turns into Steph Curry, like honestly. Um, And speaking of right now, they've cut the lead quite a bit. Oh, yes. They're ahead. One point game now. They're ahead. They're ahead. Yeah. So that just goes to show you what kind of a team Denver is. Fucking LeBron walking into the locker room with six seconds left in the half. Yeah. Come on, LeBron. Let's. It's, you know, relax a bit here. Um, but yeah, I, I just think it's going to be a phenomenal game either way. It's it's interesting. So I, I don't know. I'm I'm interested to see. Obviously, they'll be probably put Bam on Jokic. Um, but I don't know if Bam can handle Jokic just because 
I don't know. Davis to me is is like the perfect matchup against Jokic, in my opinion. I just he's a lot bigger than Bam. I I think he can play defense better than Bam. Bam's kind of I think he's a little undersized to to guard Jokic, but I mean it'll be interesting. I don't. Maybe you could throw in Cody Zeller there too, but the Heat <laughs> aren't the biggest team, I'd say. Right? So yeah. Like well, really, Love like who else do you put there. after Bam? Maybe Kevin Love. Yeah, Kevin Love could too. Yeah. But he's never been that fleet of foot, really. I guess he's kind of like yeah. I don't know. He could he could bang with Jokic. Yeah, UD not UD could UD. <laughs> what a story UD would that be? He gets like big time minutes in the finals. He gets like he's yeah he's <laughs> he playing like thirty minutes a game. I would say that it's not possible, but I just watched Tristan Thompson play five minutes in the second quarter of a Western Conference Finals. So any anything can happen, really. I think can I, I think it's I on the table. So like Mark Jackson and Van Gundy are so clearly like Lakers, like just fans. It's insane. They put Tristan Thompson in the game, and they're like, man, uh, Darvin Ham, like bringing in Tristan Thompson just goes to show you like how deep the Lakers are and how many guys they can trust me. It's the dumbest thing ever. Jokic scored like eight You're on him when he got in. You're down 3-0 <laughs> and Jokic scored eight on him. I don't know any, I don't know. Tristan Thompson, like why, why is Tristan Thompson playing right now? Like don't Mark do Jackson that. also just hates the Nuggets or at least Jokic. He does. Yeah. yeah. And that's a whole, I feel like honestly, we don't have to get into all that, but no, no, no. Yeah. I want to. I want to. Oh, you, I oh. think. I think basketball discussion has honestly never been worse. I don't enjoy listening to basketball conversation pretty much anywhere if it's on ESPN. I think that the, the Lisa Salters went on a radio show this week and said she had never seen Jokic play until this week. She's doing the sh- the sideline reporting of the series, and she said, "quote I've been sleeping on this guy." Yeah, I think you have been. And two weeks before that, Jalen Rose said, "Jokic is no longer a star; he's elevated to superstar." <laughs> he has two MVPs, bro. Oh, and Mark Jackson God. and Van Gundy just complained the whole game. I. I, I am so baffled by how bad the ESPN coverage is. The halftime show is like 90 seconds long. What, what are we even doing? The guys like get up there and say a tweet and then they just come yeah. back to commercials. It's abysmal. I feel like it has honestly never been worse. I hate <laughs> the do. commentary. I they hate do. the people in the studio. I don't like any of it. And the TNT is so the TNT is fine. I really like the TNT still, but. ESPN needs a total. I, they do an awful show. They find a tweet. I don't know who that co- who that host is. The the white guy, like oh Mike he Greenberg. He thinks he's like fresh, like <laughs> like, and then they all like think they're dope. Like they all like wear like new kicks and stuff on the set. It's like all right, like you, good for you. Like you figured out how to buy shit off StockX. Like I don't know what to tell you. Like, and then like Phil said, they'll show a tweet. And then they'll do a fan duel. Who's going to score the first basket of the second half? And that's it. <laughs> oh, no. Like, it's so bad. Like, oh, my God. And so. they, like, they kind of, like, clear out for Stephen A., which I get. You know, like, you want to give Stephen A. some runway. But, like, I don't even think Stephen A. watches the game. Like, I no, think he no. just pulls up the stat line and he's like, Michael Porter Jr. needs to be better than zero and five right now. Yeah, and exactly. Like, can we get some more in-depth analysis than reading the scoreboard? Like, I would like to see maybe some dissection or, you know, maybe some actual analysis. But I I just, and it, like, it spews into, like, the the Twitter side of things, too, where it's like, 
the Nuggets are up 3-0, and all I see is no team has ever come back from 0-3, but here's Whoa. LeBron, and oh. it's just like, what are we doing? Like, I don't understand any of it. I just, it, it frustrates me to no end, because I don't, like, there's just no, like, smart discussion happening. Did you see the one like post game after th- post game conference after uh, game three? Um, the one reporter asked LeBron, he's like, "Do you think you can come back or whatever?" And LeBron basically just said in like a normal way, he's like, he said something along the lines of like, "Yeah, like I always think about winning. I always think about coming back." And then everyone was like, "Wow, well if the if the Lakers end up coming back, this is gonna be like one of the greatest quotes of all time." Like, what do you, what would you guys expect him to say? Like that's it's that's over. my thing. It's over. Like, of course he was gonna say something like that. Like, but oh yeah, it, it is pretty tough to watch. Yeah, and I don't even know how to fix it because the people that I think are good are like I think they have very niche followings because having like smart discussion about this stuff just doesn't get clicks. Yeah. Like even I thought JJ Redick was pretty good, but I think he's like insufferable now. I don't, I feel like he's just coming up with like the, the takes that will get the clicks. You know what I'm saying? And then you got Malika Andrews foaming at the mouth to bring up Brandon Miller's gun incident. Like maybe let's not (laughs) just do that on lottery night. Maybe just let, maybe I'm not, I'm not pro Brandon Miller, but maybe let's just let that breathe and just say he played for Alabama. How about that? (laughs) The other thing with JJ Redick too, is like, I, I listen to him occasionally. Like I was listening to him the other week and he like won't say anything bad about the guys that he played with too. Like he would use like talking about the Sixers and he just talked about how hard Joel Embiid worked. He's like, yeah, I know he works really hard and like he cares a lot. Just didn't have it. Like he just, I don't know. Like, you know, he just doesn't, it's it's still, but it's too biased. That's what it is. I agree. It's I can also just say everyone saying how big of a disaster Nuggets heat would be. That's oh. another thing. Yes. That is so stupid. Like, I don't know. And people are like, well, I'm not going to watch it. It's like, well, you don't have to, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. you literally, no one's going to force you. Like, I, I I just don't get, why would we want to, like, sure, Lakers, Celtics. Yeah, I know. That's like the fucking Avengers endgame, big, like, box office finals. But clearly, they're not the two best teams. I want the two best teams to play in the finals. Like, and they're, and they're nowhere near the, the the two best teams because they're getting swept right now. Like, I don't get how you can even make that argument that you want to see that. Like, I get, yeah. like, LeBron being in the finals against the Celtics. That's, like, primetime stuff. But, like, I think it'd be an unbelievable fight. Like, if you're not a casual, like, you're going to enjoy that kind of stuff. But if you're a casual, I, like, I, I don't know what you want me to do for you. Like, it's, it's two-time MVP going up against one of the greatest playoff runs we've seen in recent history. I, I don't get... I, like Jimmy Butler versus Jokic, I don't know how it can get better than that, honestly. Yeah. It's going to be – I mean, I think this playoffs in general has been the best NBA playoffs of the last – like probably the, the closest I've been following it in years. But this would be – Yeah. From like a storyline perspective, from a matchup perspective, I think this is like going to be so interesting to watch. It's so interesting. Oh, I – I couldn't agree more. And there's star power and it's, you know, Denver, Denver's never won, obviously never even been to the finals. Like, I feel like they're like, if you don't think there's storylines here, you're just not watching because like you said, one of the great runs of all time going up against, you know, a team that's never been this far. And with somebody who's maybe going to be one of the greatest centers of all time, if he pulls this off, maybe he already is like, and that's, 
that's the thing. Like, I don't think you need, like, obviously Lakers Celtics is a glamour matchup, but I'm not looking for a glamour matchup. I want the two best teams, man. Like yeah. if, if the glamour is just like an added layer, if I can get it great, but where are you at on the NBA? Because to me, it feels like this was pretty wide open. Like looking back at it, like maybe Milwaukee, maybe Giannis doesn't get hurt. And then Milwaukee probably walks to the finals. And what if, you know, Lonnie Walker doesn't get hot in the fourth and Golden State figures something out? Like to me, it's starting to feel weirdly more like hockey where it's like the best team. Obviously, the difference is the best team is still winning. The best team is still advancing in basketball, which you can't always say about hockey. But it's like the regular season doesn't really matter at all. It's just kind of like how you're doing on April 1st that matters. And it feels like the series are closer and there's so much talent in the league that like anybody could win. Well, look, I mean, if, if Kawhi doesn't get injured and he's playing like how he played in those first two games, Paul George comes back or, you know, whatever. I mean, we might be talking Clippers nuggets right now, Mm -hmm. you know, in the car, or I don't know, or maybe they would have met, I guess in the second round, but you get my point. Um, so I totally agree with you. Like these teams are mostly punting on the regular season. I get home court advantage matters, but I mean, look at what Miami just did. Like they didn't have home court at all. And they went in and just stole everybody's home games. So I, I, I do agree with you. Uh, yeah, I do too. I think it's, well, to me, I th- you know, the playoffs are obviously, it seems like they, they are more wide open, but I don't, I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing. Like I think, you want there to be some advantage to finishing better in the regular season. Um, And I think that's like with a league that's already having a bunch of issues with keeping the regular season interesting and relevant. uh, I think they need to do something different to make, to to make sure there's a proper incentive for like finishing with a better record, you know, because if, if you have a team or a guy like Jimmy Butler and a team like the Heat who can kind of pack it in or even the even the, the Nuggets towards the end of the season a little bit and you can just cruise to the finals, then you're just going to have a worse and worse product in the regular season. Something needs to change, in my opinion. I guess yeah, that's why they're throwing so. in that um, like mid-season type, like championship thing or whatever. There. Yeah. But I think the better incentive is, and if there's ever a sport to do it, is you get the the number one seed picks the team they want to play. Yeah, yeah. me too. That'd be kind of This dope. is the sport to do it because the like in hockey, the guys just are not nearly enough of like uh I don't know, a bravado to like pick the team they want to go against, but the basketball guys don't care. Like what what does it matter to them about picking the team they want to play against? I'm sure they would like it at some point. It's like, yeah, we picked you and, and we beat you, or yeah, you picked us and we beat you. Like that's I feel like they would enjoy it more. So I think that would be the proper way to do it. But um, let's do let's do Wenbanyama because we haven't spoken uh, since the draft lottery. And I have a take that I'm going to unveil a little later. But first, I want to go to Alex because Alex was actually like proper pissed off that the Spurs have yep. got the number one pick. Well, it's just because they just get lucky. Like, I mean, you get... Duncan Ro- um Duncan Robinson. Um, <laughs> Duncan Robinson. David. You get the Admiral, um, Tim Duncan, and then now you get Wembanyama. Like, I mean, damn, like what th- these guys just are never gonna be bad really for longer than a few years. Like, 
I, I don't know. It's you just get a every time you're in the lottery, you win. It's insane. I think. I think it's nuts. Like because the Spurs have never really been like top five bad or bottom five bad. Sorry, I should say. Um, and then it's it's not like it's, where it's the Pistons and the Hornets where it's like, oh, like we just can't keep get like we we never win. I know the I know the Pistons got Cade, but Cade might not play a, have a very long career. I don't know that shit looking <laughs> a little heat, but like the Spurs are in the one time get out. They're in the one time, win the pick, they're out. And then, you know, here, like, they had a dominance for 20 years. They get in the lottery, they win it, bang, see you guys in, in 20 years. Like, because they're not going back to the lottery, obviously, with Wembenyama. <laughs> so that's why I was kind of cheesy. I think it was because the only time the Raptors have ever had the number one pick, they took Andrea Bargnani, who, yeah. I don't know, I know Alex saw this, but I'll read you his Instagram bio. This is what... 2006 number one overall pick Andrea Bargnani's Instagram bio is now and you just tell me how believable these are as we go if there's one that you think is not happening just just flag it DJ that's the first word DJ I think it's possible yep. it could be a DJ yep. uh influencer uh, I guess that's already a flag for me but sure <laughs> maybe a half point there blogger yeah seems possible blogging yeah. about what <laughs> lifestyle advisor uh Eat. i'm not okay. even sure what that means like a life coach yeah, i don't know <laughs> what that means yeah. but then i would say life coach lifestyle advisor is a little strange this is where the problems start but then it just goes off the rails mental coach pr guru trendsetter film producer model helicopter pilot <laughs> astronaut trainee that's where he lost me for sure <laughs> yeah. astronaut trainee no andrea bargnani for pr <laughs> so yeah, dude i love PR how ever. you like did the primo pasta back in toronto like <laughs> how how can i do that oh i forgot about the primo pasta don't you have to have like a like a phd in like like rocket science to be an astronaut like don't they ha only have isn't it like pretty tough yeah, yeah, I don't think you just like raise your hand up and say hey i want to go to space <laughs> yeah. so i don't know how he's an astronaut trainee yeah. And also like if okay, if maybe maybe 1% chance you're an astronaut trainee. That's going to take some time. You also will not use this free time to become a helicopter pilot. That's just not you need that's two separate activities. You can't do all this in play in the NBA. I think he probably just flew like he was in it. He took a helicopter ride one time and the guy was like, "Do you want to like steer for for a second? And so he like he took the controls and then Andrea just like kind of held the controls for a bit. And then he was like, wow, I, I literally just like flew that helicopter around. <laughs> um, it's like when you're a kid and they bring you into the cockpit and you're like, I flew the plane. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then the last one is somehow the least believable of them all. Cause somehow he's doing all this and he's still stay at home. Dad. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Dude. I don't get it, but I think that's why you were so upset is because, you know, that's your number one pick. And meanwhile, well, I've just never experienced a number one pick really in anything. So that's why I, I'm kind of, and Phil has experienced countless number one picks in, for his teams. Yeah, I'm kind of the king of the lottery. And uh, I, I just want to say this, it's a rush that really, I mean, there's nothing quite like it. And I think that's why Alex was so upset. I don't think it was about the Spurs. I think it was actually about me. And I think I think he was mad that I won the lottery again because I am so used to this now. I think I've won. I'm a four-time champion with the Oilers. 
and I'm a one-time champion with the Spurs and the other sports don't have lotteries, obviously. Um, and I'm a two-time generational winner, really. Yeah, exactly. That's the part that irks me. Just gets McDavid and Wembanyama. Just bang. There you go. So I'm, yeah, I'm I jealous. Do. I think that's what I can say. Yeah. I'm I think jealous. that's what it was. And I think, okay, now it's time for my take. And I, I don't do this often. I want this to be on the record that I do not come out and make these grand declarations unless I believe it to be true. I want that very much on the record. Now, having said that, this is an absolute screamer. So if you are driving a car, I'm going to ask you to pull over for a minute. Or if you're walking, maybe like brace yourself for impact. Because I've been watching countless highlights and I've been reading countless things. And I truly, truly believe in my heart of hearts, if he stays reasonably healthy, which I have reason to believe that he will, it literally might go Michael LeBron Wembanyama. I, I, I swear on my life that this is something I believe. I don't think that's a hot take. You don't think that's that extreme? No. People are talking like this guy could be, people say he's like going to be the best player or top like three or four player by like year three. Yes. And I, I, Alex and I talked on the morning of the lottery and we were talking about how like crazy. See, that's the where I got unbiased Phil. Yeah. Well, here's, but I hadn't done the research yet. And then I started doing the research and watching the tapes and it's, it's completely mesmerizing. It's, it's I think it's, I think it's too much hype. I don't know. I think, I, I think the, he, he's going to win MVP in his second year in the league is insane that's those are some insane takes i mean i just who, who, i don't, I don't think it's out of the question anymore the last time somebody got this much hype it was lebron and that turned out pretty good i because the thing that was weird to me was woge saying people think he's going to be like the best player in the league by year three the thing owen said and that was weird to me because i was like first of all i don't believe that second of all like Woj doesn't usually over-exaggerate things. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. It just kind of all crystallized in my head. Like, this, like the Spurs are very smart. Like, they picked to be bad this year for a 14% chance at this guy. They thought it was worth it. 74-year-old Popovich thought it, was, thought it was worth it to waste a year to have a 14% chance. Like, if that doesn't tell you how good this guy is. Look, I, I just think the hype stuff, though, is... The people saying he's the most hyped pro like that's just a lie because Zion was way more hyped than than Wembanyama was. That's a fact. I oh, agree. And that's a fact, dude. I actually agree. Zion was leading first take every morning in his Duke year. And that was I'm just saying, I'm not saying Zion's a better prospect. I think Wembanyama's a better prospect than Zion. I think he's gonna have a better career than Zion. But he was leading first take every morning. Um, Duke games were being brought. Every single Duke game was being broadcast. Like, ask Phil. Phil watched every single Duke game basically that year. Um, Zion was way more hyped, and I think there's honestly a, a few more guys that obviously probably won't have his, haven't had as good careers as Wembanyama will, but that were more hyped than Wembanyama. I forgot to. I, I don't know who else. There were a few more, but like there was just no like Anthony hyped, Davis. Yeah. yeah, Anthony Davis. Like there was just no, way I, more guys were hyped. I completely agree, but the difference, the, the reason they were more hyped is they played at Duke and he played it yeah. in France. Like that's the only reason there was more hype because it comes to prospects. Nobody has done the things that this guy is doing. And the things I'm reading about his like uh, preparations to stay healthy, like 
he's been doing this since he was like 14. He does these intricate warm-ups with his feet because he's got size 21 shoes. I just feel like there's never been somebody like this who's like taking all this into account and his trainers are like, he can't gain any more than 230 because he'll get hurt. It's like, yeah, I just don't think anybody put this much consideration. Into things, so. I, I also, think I just, is- all I'm saying is I just want to see him and Chet play in the NBA. Like, I don't know. I, I, I want, I want to see Chet play too. I just think Chet is so physically not ready, but I'm, I'll, I might be proven wrong. Do you see him in the, in the in the bra though? Oh yeah, I think we talked about that last pod. Yeah, looking like way better. I also think with the Spurs, like they have an advantage, like they have an advantage too because, like they can, they could sign somebody pretty good with the cap they have. So like they could, in theory, if they signed some big free agent at some point or traded for some big contract of a good player, I mean they could be a contender like next year or two years from now. It's not out of the yeah. question. And like yeah. the other thing is it's not like when when Banyama is like is he's like this he's not like you're drafting Russell Westbrook or like Damian Lillard. He's somebody that has a skill set to play off the ball as well. Like he doesn't need the ball. And it's it's the defense that's really the thing that, that jumps out. I think he's the best I've never seen somebody shot block like this. And he's got eight foot one wingspan, so it makes sense, but like he just jumps off the screen. But I tend to believe that knowing them, I think they will be very, very, very cautious this year. I don't know that he'd play more than like 40 games. I think that because in France, they play once a week and he hasn't missed a game there. But still, like, I think they're going to be very, very cautious about this because I don't think they want to just roll the ball out there and let him play as much as like a Zion. I think they want like an actual plan to try to figure this out, which makes me think they're just going to kick the money down the road and say, we'll try again next summer. But I do agree that there's a chance and there's a world where they're pretty good in this first year. Um, I I know Portland at three is the other kind of pick that matters, but we've talked so much about Portland on this show. I'm just tired. I'm just, yeah, I don't want to talk about Portland anymore. I, I, I have Portland fatigue and Charlotte at two. I don't, Charlotte might as well be on the moon for me. I just, you can't get me there with Charlotte. Although I do think if they get Scoot and Mo together, that's at least interesting. Um, yeah. And I'm happy when Benyama's not there because otherwise, I mean, he would just be in the middle of nowhere. Um, not that San Antonio is Los Angeles or anything, but Charlotte's a different level of low. Um, but I guess the only other basketball things that are going on is Doc Rivers got fired. Uh, not really a surprise, but the state of that franchise, it is also kind of like throwing the deck chairs off the Titanic at this point. I <laughs> like they, they have so many problems. I don't really know where they're going to go from here. I guess between Toronto, Philadelphia, Phoenix, Milwaukee, I know there's one more opening I'm missing, but uh, is one of those jobs really stick out to you as better than the other? Because to me, I don't really see one jump out to me. I don't think Milwaukee. any of those are great. Milwaukee, yeah, no? I'd probably go Milwaukee. Yeah, You're right. My bad. A hand up, I flubbed that. Hand up. That's a, that's an easy gold medalist. How'd you feel about uh, Steve Nash getting interviewed by the Raps, Alex? We're interviewing just all the like wrong people, like Steve Nash, JJ Redick, like who's next? Like Ty Lawson? Like I, I don't know. Like <laughs> Andrea Bagnani could be a good. Yeah, one. Andrea Bagnani. He's got Coach. time. Yeah. Yeah, like let's just hire someone that has experience. Like, what do you think about Craig Conroy as an aside? 
Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, yeah, I mean, whatever. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't have much to say. He's been in the organization for a year, so I guess he won't really have a grace period or anything of like getting to know people, getting to know the players, that sort of stuff. Um, I guess he has experience, which is good too. So, I don't know. The only other, I don't know. Phil can probably help. Like, I don't know the other like, like recent like player turned GM guys besides Joe Sakic. Who yeah. obviously, I mean, had McKinnon and, you know, done a phenomenal job and was drafting in the lottery for a few years. But yeah, I just think like, it's a tall task to ask of anybody to do to turn this around. So I, I don't know what he has planned, but I mean, I, I my feelings are indifferent, if I'm being honest. Yeah. And I, I, in my conversations with Alex about this, I said to him, this is not. I would hire somebody with experience here because I think that this is one of the tougher jobs in the league. And I wouldn't want to just hand it to a guy who hasn't had that experience. Yeah. Now I do think that they're hiring Dave Nonis, right? To sort of look yeah, over they did, things. Yeah. So he's going to kind of be the more experienced guy. So that's, you know, something, but I do feel like this is a, a hard job. And I also, I do like that the flames have decided now um, to unveil that actually Craig Conroy was the mind behind Johnny Gaudreau being drafted by the Flames. I like that they waited eight years to yeah. announce that he yeah. was the man with the vision for maybe mm. the best player in franchise history. Yes. Yeah, he's going to pick out the next Johnny Gaudreau in the next in this upcoming draft, so I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Was he also responsible for picking Matthew Phillips and uh, yeah. uh, Jacob Pelche? Was yeah. he also responsible yeah. for those? Or No, only the, the good, good ones. ones. Just oh, the good okay. ones. Yeah. Sam Bennett, he cooked that one up. Kachuk. Yeah. He's been working. He's been in the yeah. lab grinding. Who is it? You, uh, freaking defenseman. Val Mackey. You loved, yeah. you loved Val Mackey. That one was a banger. <laughs> oh, and you seemed upset by it. You're kind of a Flames guy. You didn't really like this one from what I could tell. Well, I didn't really understand it because I think they wanted somebody younger. Not that he's not. Well, I guess young. he's young. But they wanted somebody that's like seemed like they were they wanted to go like the analytical kind of sabermetric route but they just went with like a hockey guy i i would agree with you i think uh i don't want to sound cynical but i think they picked the cheapest guy because i don't i don't think they really want to dish out the coin considering what they're paying sutter so i don't want to sound like a cynic but i do believe that and i think this whole i don't know about you alex you might disagree with this i I think this whole like a Ginla as an advisor thing is kind of cringe. Uh, like it's nuts. I don't really know what they're hoping for here. It's like when the Oilers know. brought in Gretzky and he threw in like five bucks and just got like season seats in the in the owner's box. I, yeah, I don't know. I I, I don't have much to say. I don't know why why everyone's so convinced he'd be a good add to the organization. So his name. That's about it. Owen, let's do the Jays. They're dead. Um, and you could say they're not dead, but Kikuchi's pitching against McClanahan on Wednesday, so I don't really have much hope for the rest of this series. Um, things are bad. Things are very bad. Yeah, it's really... it's. You could even say they've like never been worse because, I mean, the team... We're the worst team in baseball with runners in scoring position. So the defense, like we leave, I think uh, an average of four point, like one, three runners on base or runners in scoring position per game. Uh, the offense is terrible. We have no depth. 
which I think is a, one of the bigger problems because if somebody gets hurt, like if Espinal goes down, it's just not that he's even a good player on his own, but it's just like there's nobody to replace him. Um, none of our big bats are hitting right now. Like Guerrero is, an, is a zero right now. So it's uh, Matt Chapman. So is Dalton Varsho. Like nobody hits the baseball well. Uh, Manoa is a triple A baseball player. And um, Joe Romano just can't. He, he just is addicted to blowing saves. So there's literally no part of this team that looks good. I was I would I would have said Chris Bassett, but he gave up six runs today. So literally no part of this team looks good. Maybe I'll say Nate Pearson looks good and Tim Mazo look good. Let's I'll go Brandon. That. And let's go Brandon. He's our best hitter. So I'll give him credit. <laughs> He's dominating in the month of May. Yeah. I, I came to this weird realization the other day. Um I think we're the I think we're kind of the cringe team. I think like we're the team that people make fun of. No, like Manoa, the, the pressure is something you put in your tires. Quote is just a nightmare. That'll go down in history. He's terrible yeah. in every big game he's ever pitched. He's been awful. And the Guerrero, like look out like this, like what, what did he say? The trailer to the movie thing. Like, I think we're just kind of a oh, cringe yeah. team. Yeah, I think we are. And it's a lot of bark, no bite. Like we make all these moves in the off season, all our players talk. Um, and then the media just makes it so much worse because, because the Toronto media is so obnoxious. And then we just, every year, it seems like, well, not every year, but most years we underperform and especially this year. I mean, this is a disaster. This is just horrible. Um, and it makes it worse because every trade we've made has seemed to backfire so far, except for maybe Teoscar Hernandez. That might've been a wash. But the other ones are the, certainly losses. The Varsho for Guriel and uh, Moreno right. trade is, I mean, that's looking pretty bad. I don't know why. it. That is such a big swing, too, that I don't think a GM can keep his job. After after doing something like that, like that is a monster swing. Like our best prospect, the second best prospect in baseball, for like a pretty league average outfielder. I I honestly mm. would maybe rather have Guriel. Right, he's not league average now. This season, he's been probably like twenty percent league average. He's bad. <laughs> uh, wow, he. I mean, it's good though because like we we have team control for like four more years, so that's kind of good. Oh, good. We, get to, we own the bad baseball player for a few more years. <laughs> I'd rather have Moreno for the next six. That would have been good. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah, it's just a it's a, a bit of a disaster. Um, the word the other thing that makes it especially bad is in our division we just can't win baseball games. We're like five and like seventeen or something like that against teams in our division. So. It's just, it, the team is just absolutely horrible. And they should be better than the Yankees, but the Yankees somehow own them. And that makes it way worse because then you got to hear from the Yankee fans nonstop. And really, we, you know, remember the other week we were talking about like um, fandom and like when you're interested. And really for baseball, all I'm asking for is give me the summer. Give me June july and august and give me relevant baseball in those months and if i get september and i get october great but that's my mindset as a baseball fan and we are now at the point where i don't even know if i'm gonna get july like i think this could go badly and i hope i hope that's not the case but i think you're right that this is probably the lowest point that we've been 
since probably we started the show because that 2021 team looking back at it was absolutely nasty i don't know yeah i just wish we kept that band together that's the thing i was wondering too is is how does rogers not have the money to keep Simeon? like i feel like rogers has i mean like a decent amount of money right but like, like i'll give him my if they had kept Simeon, i think i would have changed over from kudo I think I would have came over and given him my 90 bucks a month or whatever it is. Yeah. But like whenever people talk about the Jays, it's like, well, we can, like people will say we can sign Guerrero, but we can't get Bichette. It's like, what? Like the Yankees do it. Like the, the Padres do it. The Dodgers do it. The Red Sox do it. Like what is Rogers? Like just not have enough money. Are there not enough phones being sold in Canada? Like, I don't understand that. Like, I feel like they just have money just out the wazoo. I agree. And they did do, there was that outage that one time, but I can't think of another time where it's been bad with, like, they should have enough money to get this, get this done. And they should have kept Simeon. It's just a bummer. Like, I I don't know. I just, I I had this weird thing where it's like, wow, we're the Grizzlies. Like, we're just the team that talks and can't back it up. And that makes me really sad because I have higher aspirations than that. Me too. At least I thought I did. So that's a bummer. Yeah. What can we do, I guess? What can you do? Uh, football quickly. Not a lot going on, but I did want to give you Devontae Adams' top five receivers. I don't know if you saw the list, but he actually unveiled this. I don't know who asked, but he dropped his top five receivers. Number one, Devontae Adams. No surprise. Classic, yep. Probably the best in the well, league. Obviously. This is Alex's boy, so I'm yeah. sure Alex would back that up. Number two, A. He's got a two A. Justin Jefferson, two B. Tyreek Hill. So those are his number two. Tyreek well, and Justin well, That's Jefferson. a how this works, but okay. Yeah, number three is Diggs. So Diggs is number three of four. So that's Didn't that's make it to good. 2D. Couldn't, couldn't crack the top tier. Uh, number four, Calvin Ridley. Mm. Okay. That's a big receiver. Big okay. maker. Uh, 5A, we got Mike Evans. Maybe in 2020. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> And then two I think B, he's like, we, yeah, when he was like on the Packers, maybe he made this list. Yeah. <laughs> maybe <laughs> that sounds more feasible. And then two B, we got CD lamb. Uh, so that's his top five. No cup, no chase, no Samuel, no AJ Brown. But okay. I, I like the list. I think it's pretty. Well, that's why it makes sense. This five. list is clearly from like 29, 2020 or something. <laughs> he just went in his notes and he's like, ah, oh, like, yeah. this is the Tyreek's on the Chiefs still. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is the yeah. list. Banger. And then uh, I don't know if you guys saw the news, but uh, Trey Lance has been working out with Mahomes and he's made a substantial jump. So I don't get, ex- get excited for Trey Lance 2023. It's the year he made a substantial jump. He's working out with Mahomes. Barely in the NFL. <laughs> no, but he's working out with Mahomes, though. Like you're not understanding. What oh, I'm saying. Not oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Raw. Yeah. That's Mahomes. what Shanahan meant by we have like eight franchise quarterbacks. Yeah. Including okay. Mahomes, Mahomes in there. Yeah. 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 I'm not talking about Jackson. He's not he's not in like the bail bondsman with Jackson. He is working mm. out with Patrick Mahomes. So oh, okay. This is the year. It's coming. Uh also I did I did need to say headband Joe Burrow is is potentially the most cringe thing that has happened yet. Uh it it is just completely baffling to me that the headband Joe Burrow is getting this much coverage, but what can you do? Also, shout out to this Colin Cowherd tweet, quote, I just did a little AI. 
will be on TikTok later. Holy shit, we are in big trouble. Devil emoji. Uh-oh. I Uh-oh. just did a little AI. <laughs> That's okay. I'm not even going to say what that sounds like. Don't, don't like call Thanks. me just an AI. It's going to get scary. Yeah. yeah. Watch oh, no. out. You did scary. a line of AI. <laughs> I ripped some AI with the boys. Yeah. It's raw. It's in the bathroom. <laughs> uh, good times. Well, all right. Let's do the movie. Dog Day Afternoon. Owen, did you catch this one? Were you were you back in the grind? Oh, of course. Yes, I did. Good, good. I'm happy to hear that. And Alex and I watched together. So That's surprise pretty... us. What did you think? I mean, I thought it was pretty, pretty mid. Like, mm. um... Hmm. And I know that's maybe an unpopular opinion, but like as far as heist movies go, which I've seen a couple, it didn't really hold up for me. I like the I like Al Pacino. I think he's like a, I mean obviously he's like a phenomenal actor, and his character was interesting. I like the whole storyline with the, with the uh, with the, like the male lover, um, but I just didn't find it like all that compelling to be honest. Yeah, I guess if you go into this movie, probably now that I've seen it, like thinking it's gonna be like, uh, yeah, Heat or something like the movie Heat or like, you know, some crazy action heist movie, like that's definitely not what it is. Like the heist part, I think takes a backseat almost. Yeah. Like the heist, like it, the situation, the setting is kind of taking place during the heist, but there's, I think there's like, it's kind of more than that. Um. But yeah, I thought I thought the acting was great. I personally it kept me on the edge of my seat, at least. Like I know I know Phil and I like we kind of didn't really know what was gonna happen next. I can't say it was a super predictable movie, which I liked. Um from well, not only from like, okay, well, how are they gonna get out of the bank? How do they plan on getting to the airplane? It was just kind of like, what was our guy Sal gonna do? Cause Sal was the other guy that <laughs> was part of the heist, and he was looking shaky. And I was like, oh man, like Sal gonna pull some stuff. Um, the the bank, the bank manager, he almost dies. Um, just so much stuff was going on. So I personally thought it was pretty interesting. A bunch of curveballs were thrown their way during the whole entire heist. Um, and it was a pretty um pretty advanced movie, I'd say, for its time. Like, like you said, with the male lover and all that stuff and um, I forgot a few threw threw in a few more interesting things where I was like, oh damn, like this was made in the seventies, like you know. Yeah. Um. So so kudos to them for that. Have you guys seen the movie Inside Man by chance? It's no. like a Denzel Washington. It it reminded me for anybody that out there that has watched that movie, it's like the similar. This the heist setup is similar. It's like hostage negotiations and like different deals and stuff. So yeah, I just thought, you know, maybe if you guys have seen it. But well, now I can add it to the list because I liked this one. I liked yeah. I agree with Alex. My my big worry throughout the movie was what what was Sal gonna do? Because he he looked shaky. It's like when they cut to the pitcher on the mound and he's like sweating hard. And oh, like yeah. there's a couple runners on. It's like I don't know what's <laughs> gonna happen here. He there were moments I thought he was gonna take himself out. There was moments I thought he was gonna take like the people he walked outside with out or the yeah. cops that were outside. I he was kind of like the and I don't even know how much dialogue he had. Like he not a lot, that. no, not yeah. At all. It was all like facial acting that made me like uh kind of get on the edge of my seat. I did look this up in real life, so 
he served five years was his sentence. Sunny, sunny uh, which, sentence. Yeah. Yep. Which seemed a little bit light, but I guess nobody died except for Sal. So yeah. I, I guess that's, I don't know. Um, he died in 2006 at 60, but he was living on welfare in 2001. Um, it was reported after that it wasn't the money might, his cut of the money might've been for his lover's transgender surgery. That might've been what he used the money for sure. But he apparently was tied in with the mafia and this oh. was a well thought out mafia plan that just went wrong because he had experience as a bank teller, which I think they alluded to in the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, and it said, he said that about 30% of the movie was accurate. That's what he said, which who knows how, how much you can believe that. Um, but I, I did like the movie. I think the suspense part kept me involved, but overall I, I feel like at the time I might've liked it more because in retrospect, you know, we talk about like, am I thinking about it the next day? I wasn't really thinking about it the next day. Like it didn't really stick with me or anything. I give it points for thrilling me as it was happening, but I don't think it was, uh, I, I, I feel like it was a cut below the best we've seen pretty comfortably. Mm -hmm. Did you, where would you put it on? Um, yeah, I put it kind of in the middle to lower tier. I did enjoy it. Yeah, it was just, it didn't really like thrill me like I think it was supposed to. So I would put it, yeah, kind of in that middle tier. Hmm. Yeah, I had a good time with it. I liked it, but I don't know. Maybe if I watch it by myself, I might not have liked it as much as I did. Probably watching with Phil made it more fun. So I don't know if that's playing a part into my into my rating. But I, 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 like I said, I thought it was a pretty solid movie. I'd, I'd honestly watch it again. Um, so I, I thought the acting was good. So I, th I, th I thought it was fun. I do love. Pacino. I love to hear that. I yeah, say that. he is he, a great actor. I think this was one of his first. Well, not his first. His first ones were what? Probably like early seventies. This was seventy five, right? So yeah. I feel like this. He was pretty established by this point. My dad said he went and saw this movie in the theater when it came out. He said he no remembered way. it. So, wow! Yeah, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. How old was how old was your dad? Fifteen. There's no way he got into that at fifteen. I don't think it mattered. Like, really? I don't think there was that much scandalous stuff in there. That's yeah, crazy. I don't think so. Good for Dave. That's kind of cool. I I did like the first twenty five minutes. I just thought were like uh, very funny. Like nothing was going right at all. Like that was, like when the smoke detector started going off, that was just fire. Yeah. Like he did not. But when the guy bails on them off. in the first two minutes, <laughs> yeah. that was sick. That was hype. The guy just walking out the door. The guy, the guy with the uh, the security guard who had the what did he have? Diabetes. <laughs> he had like asthma yeah. or something, right? No, yeah, he had asthma. asthma. The the other guy had diabetes. <laughs> he needed to check out. That was that was so wrong. I did. I did think uh, it was. I want to say it too. I think it's interesting at the end um, when they let the one hostage go when she gave her pearls to Sal. Like, I thought that was interesting to me because typical heist movies, there's not, I don't know, there's like, I thought it was interesting that they kind of developed a bond with that. Like, it did, it's, it showed that they were actually kind of good yeah. people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. At least somewhat good yeah. people. Like, they were flawed, but clearly were empathetic. Yeah, they weren't cut out to do that crime in a, like a malicious way, really. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I agree with you there. What are we watching next week? So 
This is one of my favorites. I have seen it before. Um, but it's Jake Gyllenhaal's first movie. Uh, it's called Donnie Darko. I don't know if you guys have seen it before. Mm, I've been wanting to watch this movie. I've heard good stuff. I watched the first half of it last night. Um, and then I fell asleep. And so I'm just going to have it to watch. But uh, I've seen it before. It's a great movie. It's very, very, very weird. And so I would say when you watch it, uh, and it's over. Don't be surprised if you don't really understand what happened, or if you're like, what, like, kind of. Yeah. Just be prepared for that. I want to set your expectations right, so you're not like, oh, and pick the worst movie ever. It is going to be weird. The science and physics and stuff isn't going to make sense. So just go into that prepared. Okay, but okay. not boys afraid level. No, not That's... even close. It's awesome. It's really good. And Jake Gyllenhaal's yeah. sick. Sweet. Is, is it more like a tenant? No, it's it's like a more of a well, it is a sci-fi, but it's not. It's like low budget. It was so it was like not really. It wasn't a student film, but it was an independent film. So it's got Jake Gyllenhaal and Maggie Gyllenhaal, our two, our brother and sister, and then it's got young, like super super young Seth Rogen. It's got super young Seth Rogen. It's got a few other people that were pretty young. Um, Drew Barrymore was like an investor in it, so she's in it. And then it was like this really low budget movie that just. Uh, whatever company bought it and distributed it but uh it almost got lost forever so it's very very like, different so what's it on is it just is it is this uh i mean i think it's on netflix oh yeah it was it's for not, a while yeah i know it's it's like a cult classic so you can kind of find it anywhere i was so close to busting out the beat button to say the name of the site I was, I was getting ready mm. to drop it into the beat button. But um, hold on, hold on. You guys know, the, here's a fun fact. You know the song Mad World? You ever heard that song? Yeah. Yeah, that was made for this movie. No Wrong. kidding. Yeah. I'm excited to watch this movie. It's awesome. I, I like really Jake like Gyllenhaal. It. Always have. He was great in that Spider-Man. I know that's not the movie, first movie I think of him in, but it was just the one I thought of right now. And then he was on the bag of the Black Doritos that summer. Mysterio. <laughs> <laughs> He's also in the MCU, I learned. I think that's the Spider-Man, He's like, right? He was Mysterio. Oh, Mysterio. yeah, that's what you're saying. Right, yeah. I, yeah. I didn't know that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not a Marvel Cinematic Universe type of guy, so I, I didn't know if Spider-Man was a part of that for a second, which which lost me, but I know what MCU stands for. Um, we need to settle the P-bet because, um, you know, we got the usual, like, you know, like eat something hot like or like have some things during the show, but I think there's an idea here where... And I know this has been done before, but I'll make a burger before the show. And then you guys go to the store. And I suggested this a, a while ago, but Alex buys something with starts with an H. Mm. Owen buys something that starts with an A. Adam buys something that starts with an M. All, and then you, you just put it on my burger and I have to finish it. It's just okay. hamburger. Okay. But you guys, do, and you you don't have to like, work together on it but if you want to work together that's fine too because i i would understand that at this point for the uh for the unfortunate we'll do that okay that sounds awesome yeah i'm loving this i'm liking that and the other thing i was thinking about doing i don't know if it's a next week thing or, or when it when but draft outfit draft so like you you get like a pair of like bottoms and then like a top and then like two accessories, you know what I'm, you know what I'm right, saying? Right, right, right. So you can dress like uh, Jared Allen. Yeah. The, <laughs> the old Navy fit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm down. Let's do yeah, it. me too. Okay. Because if we get no basketball between now and then, 
which is the way it's looking with this Nuggets game, then that might be into play. Yeah. So we'll we'll keep people posted on that. But Adam should be back next week. And uh yeah, ten, I would say. Ten. For sure. Ten. 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 I love to hear that. And then we'll be back Donnie Darko on the thirtieth. And yeah, the hamburger. And it should be raw. So I'm looking forward to that. I hope everybody has a good week and uh yeah, talk to you then.